Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to the Hoop Ball Nets podcast. What's up, everybody? We are back for another episode, another very special episode. Uh, before we get into all of that, make sure you subscribe to the Hoop Ball Nets podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review because all reviews will get read on the pod. You can find us on Spotify as well. Download the pod, share it with your friends, family, all that good stuff. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Adams underscore. Hunter is at Hunter underscore JKR on Twitter. The podcast Twitter is at Hoop Ball Nets uh tap in with us we live tweet all the nets games it should be a super fun time so make sure you go check that out but today we have a very special guest on the pod will hanley aka nets as depicted by spongebob what's up bro how you doing today what is going on guys hoop ball nets podcast i'm hype i'm excited (laughs) it is a good time to be a nets fan uh so I'm, i'm hype i'm excited guys thank you for having me no, thank you for taking the time to be on, bro. Um, yeah, we might as well just dive into it. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Have you always been a Nets fan? How'd you become a Nets fan? Yeah, so it's funny. So I've definitely always been a Nets fan. Um, so I grew up on Long Island, right? So when uh, growing up in my house, though, basketball was never really on, right? So it was always football uh, in the fall and the winter and then baseball in the spring and the summer. So for me... Uh, I grew up sort of in the fandom of the Giants and the Yankees. That was something that wasn't really up to me. Uh, but for basketball, basketball was kind of something that I sort of a love and a passion, obviously, that I really found on my own. And so when it came time to, uh, you know, sort of pick a team, that was right around the time where the Nets were, you know, starting to get good, acquiring Darren Williams, Joe Johnson. Uh, Brooke Lopez was really starting to come into his role. They were talks of moving to New York and it was really starting to become a possibility. So I said, you know, all right, I think I'm going to hop on this Nets bandwagon. uh, We got those, we got those shirts, right. They're like uh, fans since day one. You Uh know, I don't know if you guys remember those. Yeah. And so uh, I was absolutely one of those guys. So I've been, I've been there ever since. And it's been, you know, one heck of a roller coaster, but I'm excited. You know, this is definitely one of the most exciting times to be a Nets fan, period. Um, so how did you get connected with, like, Nets Daily and all that? Yeah, so really, uh, Nets Daily was uh, – they reached out to me. It was after, I think uh, – I made, like, a little post about, like, what it's like to be on Nets Twitter, and it was, like, a little SpongeBob post, and Nets Daily was, like, featured in it. Uh, like, I made him – I think I made him, like, either, like, Squidward or Mr. Krabs or something <laughs> like that, and uh, – that was really like what blew up for me. Uh, and so when everyone saw that in the Nets Daily, I remember. So it's funny. I posted that at like 11 o'clock at night and then I posted it and my account wasn't really big at the point. Uh, so I just went to sleep. I'm like, I'll wake up maybe, you know, 15 retweets. I'll be happy. 
and then I wake up and like people are DMing me and it has like, you know, hundreds of likes and like almost like a hundred retweets. And then I see Ned Staley quoted it and was like, I want this guy doing this for us. And I was like, Whoa, like, hang on, <laughs> hang on. You know what I mean? Like something like that. And then, uh, and then I think he DM me like either later that day or also like over the night. And he was like, I'm serious when I say that, like, if you want to do this for Nets daily, like by all means, like we'd be happy to have you. So like for me, for someone who's like been with Nets Twitter for a long time, you know, before this, that's like, you know what I mean? I felt like I was getting that's like the, the stamp of ticket like American nope. Idol. Oh my God. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? I was like, holy, like, I can't believe this is happening. So I reached out to them and then, you know, and they graciously accepted me. So I've been part of that little family ever since. That's crazy. Now asking the the SpongeBob specific questions. Um, (laughs) Is that, was that like one of your favorite shows growing up? It was definitely one of mine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some strategic aspect to it, right? Like I, uh, well, so I'll tell you what. So the first thing that I did was uh, the office, right? So I did Nets office and I did that on my personal one. Um, and that was just, I would do like a clip from the office after every game. And that one had sort of some success. Uh, but then I really wanted to make it its own account just so that people could like find it more easily. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, well, what am I going to stick with the office? Because people love the office, but I'm like, but I people feel like- People love the office. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I listen, I love the office too. I was like, but I feel like SpongeBob is like, for as loved as the office is, SpongeBob is like a cultural staple, right? Oh, like it's it on a different universal- level. Yeah, it's like universally beloved. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, and there's like memes and stuff too. Like, you know, SpongeBob's imprint on the internet is like very well documented. So I was like, all right, I think I'm going to stick with SpongeBob. And honestly, you know, I thought maybe I'd run out of material, but, you know, with a team with Kyrie, KD, and Harden, you never run out of material <laughs> is what I'm learning. Yeah, I'm gonna say, how do you know exactly what clips to use? Like, do you have the episodes memorized? Is your camera <laughs> loaded with your clips? Like, how do you find specific stuff for the event? Yeah, so it's funny. So I would say that's the part where I mean, I don't know, maybe my brain works weird, but like I, I've always been pretty good at like that stuff, like like referential stuff and things like that. Um so there's definitely like that part of it where I like think of it and I'm like, oh, you know, it would be funny, like this clip. Um, and I think I got a lot of that just from like live tweeting things, you know what I mean? And like just yeah. of, like memes, like on the spot. And, um, but honestly, like, it's honestly like a game to game basis, right? So like the first thing that we did was, uh, you know, Kevin Durant makes his debut versus the Warriors, right? And then the clip we use is the guy's like, yeah, Kevin's back. You know, that one, <laughs> that one I've had in my pocket, you know what I mean? For almost like a, like two years, you know? Uh-huh. So that one was easy. Uh, I just had to make sure that they won. Uh, but like last night, I must've went through like 15 clips, like even in like those last two minutes. Cause I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good win. Oh, actually it's going to be an ugly win. And oh, things actually, just turned around. <laughs> actually it's going to be a terrible loss <laughs> you know so i didn't know what was going to happen so i went through a lot of clips yesterday um but yeah honestly it, it really depends on uh you know who we're playing and sometimes you know like for instance right like when we played the grizzlies uh the grizzlies excuse me i knew i wanted to do like the sea bear one just because that makes sense uh <laughs> but then like if you play but then like some of their other games i'm like i gotta see what happens you know yeah do you have like a favorite clip like a go-to oh that's a so it's funny (laughs) 
So I definitely like the the like hey like hey look everybody Kevin's back. That was one that I definitely like. I couldn't wait to use that clip. Um, I will say one of my favorite ones, which was one that I didn't really come up with. Someone DM me this idea, um, but it's like Squidward on the phone and uh, Squilliam's like we're gonna play the Bubble Bowl. And he's like the Bubble Bowl. <laughs> The bubble ball, you know, and so then someone was like, "You should say this with like the bubble nets." So I think like when they when they're in the bubble, and I was like, when Toronto has to play the bubble nets round one, it was like Kyle Lowry on the phone. He's like the bubble ball, the bubble ball, you know, like, something like that. That clip's really funny, and I've used that a couple times just because it fits so well. Uh, but yeah, def- definitely those. I was just about to ask you, like, do do you try not to use the same one twice? Or are you just like, as long as it fits, I'm down. So it's funny, right? Because people have like commented on, and they're like, wow, bro, like you never use the same clip twice. And I'm sitting here who like, and I've definitely used the same clip <laughs> twice. And I'm like, yeah, bro, you know me, like always got to keep it fresh. But no, I, I, I definitely have used stuff before, even in like, like the threads, like from last season to this season, because, you know, there's some stuff where it's just like, you know, it's cut and dry, you know? Yes, some of them are too good not to have to use again. Like it <laughs> will fit too perfectly for multiple events. No, a hundred and ten percent. I will say though, I don't think I've ever made the same joke twice. You know, like, like you. I've probably used the same clip maybe for like two different like contexts, but I don't know if I've ever like did did the same joke twice. We keep it fresh. We keep it fresh over here. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> um. So, like, have you ever gotten any interaction from like Nets players? Uh, yeah, so the person who – so Dinwiddie, I found Dinwiddie will like it if I do Dinwiddie highlights. <laughs> um, so if, if, if I post Dinwiddie highlights, he'll like it. Um, like, as, like there was a time, like, when the game that we beat the Lakers, I probably tweeted, like, his game winner over the Lakers, like, five times just because I wanted him to keep liking it. <laughs> like, I just wanted to see him in, like, my notifications tab. Um, the person who consistently shows love, I would say, or at least most consistently, uh, is Chioza. Chioza uh, loves, for whatever reason, he'll, he'll always like stuff, especially if, like, he's mentioned um, and things. That's why, like, a lot of, like, the videos, if you go back and look, like, I know a lot of people's favorite is the one with, uh, with like, Kevin Durant when they're in, like, the like the Olympic Games, and then, like, the guy comes bursting through, and it's, mm-hmm. like, fully, and it's Kevin Durant, but it's actually it's Chris Chioza. Um, <laughs> That that's one is something that she was I think liked at the time. Um, I'm trying to think who else. So Jared Allen has been liking things now that he's on the Cavs. Uh, so you know I don't know what that means, but I guess maybe because now he's off the team. But he's been liking stuff, especially stuff from these last couple of games uh, as a member of the Cavs. That's but so other than that, he, you know. Yeah. He only started liking as soon as he left. I know. Well, when I, when I posted that thing where I was like, it was the, the Michael Jordan meme, it was with Jared Allen. He uh-huh. liked that um, because I think, unfortunately, I it breaks my heart, but I think it was true. You know, it's like Michael Jordan, like I took it personally and he liked mm-hmm. it. I think he did take it personally. Oh, 100%. Um, so, yeah. And then other than that, though, but I will say probably the coolest people from the Nets organization has been their social team. Uh, you know, like Jordan and Jess and all those guys who, mm-hmm. you know, work for the net social team, they'll always show love with either like or, or retweet or they'll comment on things. So they've really been. And then uh, I can never forget in like the one episode of The Bridge, I think they referenced my account. I don't know. I never like to 
assume that when people reference SpongeBob, they're referencing me. You know uh-huh, I mean? uh-huh. Just because like, you know, I don't, I'm like, am I really like, you know, do I have that big <laughs> ego that I think every SpongeBob <laughs> reference? I'm like, oh, well, I invented SpongeBob references. So <laughs> they must be referencing me, but no, but I don't know. They did, uh, they did like, a, they did like a time card in one of the bridge episodes and people were like, they're definitely referencing you. So I don't know if, if they did, that's like obviously incredible and amazing and cool. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not willing to go there yet. Um, we were just talking about Jared Allen, and I saw like I was checking out your personal Twitter, and I feel like you're a big MCU slash Star Wars fan. And oh, so, yeah. oh, dude, I'm such a nerd. Hundred percent. I'm with you. Hundred percent, bro. And so we were just talking about Jared Allen, and you posted like the Thanos tossing Gamora off the cliff. Like, I'm sorry, little one. <laughs> And so that witness that was a gem right there. But would would you ever consider doing like a MCU depicted as SpongeBob or like a Star Wars depicted as SpongeBob? Because I know you said you did the office. So like Yeah, so I'll I'll tell you what, I think a lot of it is, you know, there's gotta be a lot of and it may not seem like it, but like a lot of planning goes into it. Like probably more planning than there should be. Um so like I really wanted to do like like one day last season, I think over the off season or during quarantine, I think uh, just to like break it up a little bit. I did like one day where it was just, we're going to go back and like do clips from the office. Um, and I just made like a couple of like little videos, um, you know, using scenes from the office and everyone loved that. And everyone's like, you should do like another one of those. And the next one that I do is definitely going to be either star Wars or Marvel, but it's nice. just so hard because like, it's a lot of like fighting scenes mm-hmm. and like, it's hard to do like a video for like a, like an eight minute, like fighting scene. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So like, like at least like a TV show or at least even like a cartoon, a cartoon is so much easier because nobody's moving. It's like quick little like jokes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for Marvel and star Wars, like, I don't know, like I'd have to do like a whole like lightsaber battle. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like Kyrie versus like the Boston media, uh-huh, you know what I mean? like something like yeah. crazy like that. So, <laughs> Especially because SpongeBob has so many more episodes and like available memes as opposed to MCU stuff and and like the office that SpongeBob has infinite stuff you can use. So it's definitely going to be like easier to run out of content if you do the other stuff. Yeah, no, 100 percent. I know the one thing, though, that I the one thing that I have in my mind, I just have to find the YouTube clip of it that if I ever do a Marvel thing, the one thing this is really the thing that I'm like, all right, like I almost want to do a Marvel day just so I can use that clip. It's like of the beginning of infinity war where Thanos is like killing everybody on Thor's ship. Uh uh And Loki like looks at Thor and Loki's like, like, I promise you brother, like the sun will shine on us again. (laughs) I want to, I want to do that for like Luis Scola. who's like, if they win, they'll get anyone that they want. (laughs) Nah, that would be perfect, bro. You, now you have to do it. Since you already put I it have there, to. You have to do I, it. Now. Like five videos, I'll do it. <laughs> um, so we were so obviously your nets is depicted by SpongeBob account is popping, but that's not the only fire Twitter account you have. The big three news Twitter account, they are also Definitely. the founder of. Definitely. Yeah. And uh I was actually so I've I've watched some big three games and I, I enjoy watching them when they're on, but I was looking at the stats. I didn't realize how good Joe Johnston is for the big three. Do you think he could make an NBA return at some point or you think he's definitely done? Oh, dude, Joe Johnson when, yeah, so it's funny, right? So when people think of, 
me. I don't think people realize a lot of people follow both of those accounts, but I don't think they realize that I'm the same person. Um, <laughs> but no, Joe Johnson, when he was in the big three men, he like, it looked like a man amongst boys, you know, and those are all professional NBA players. I mean, he just completely just lit that league up. I mean, he was just on another level and he got a shot with the Detroit Pistons. And I was really confident that he was going to, but then in preseason, if you saw the way that Christian Wood was playing, and then we all know what Christian Wood became into. Yeah. The last, the last roster stop spot was basically between Joe Johnson and Christian Wood. And I'm like, yeah, he's not going to get this. That's a tough battle. Yeah, it's tough. And then, but he pulled down the TBT and, you know, I'm excited to see him return hopefully this summer to the big three. I think he's going to, but yeah, now listen, I, I will always be a big proponent of bringing ISO Joe back to the nets, you know, especially (laughs) the way this roster is constructed. I think we could use some scoring off the bench, but you know, I, I, I won't be upset if Joe is back in the big three as well. So like what kind of made you like kind of get into the whole big three Twitter news and kind of pivot to that that realm of of basketball. Yeah, so it's funny, right? So I guess so my long my long-term goal with all of this is that hopefully one day like you'll look at me, right? And like instead of my Twitter bio saying like oh Nets depiction and big three news and all that, uh it, I'm hopefully I'm running the social media for an NBA team or a professional team somewhere, right? Like what Got you. Uh, Jordan does with the Nets you know I would love to one day do that position for somebody like that's that's the goal so you know I basically decided that in you know when I was around a freshman in college and at the time you know I was just you know reaching out to all these teams and I'm like let me work for you guys let me work on your socials or whatever and I wasn't really getting anywhere uh, or I wasn't getting anywhere that I felt I needed to be so I'm like all right well if I can't you know, find any opportunities, I can either sit here and just wait and say to myself, well, once I get the opportunity, I'll prove myself, or I can make the opportunity myself. Excuse me. So what I did was basically what I wanted to do was make an NBA account, like, you know, NBA Legion or Central, like retweet NBA. But like, I just feel like, you know, from that perspective, you know, I feel like everyone and their mother has like an NBA account. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, what am I going to do? And then around the time uh, the big three was coming out and they were just announcing like sort of, you know, what the players are going to look like and what the league is really going to be all about. So and I, I was interested in it because, you know, I love basketball. And so I was definitely going to check it out. And I said, well, you know, nobody's really covering this thing. You know, no, nobody's really making an account about this or doing or sharing, creating content on this. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, well, if nobody can do it, I'm going to be that guy. And it's a must, a much less diluted space. And so we start, I started doing that in 2017. And then since then, it, it's just grown, you know, much, it would, it's become a much larger part of my life than I really thought it would ever be. You know, I basically thought maybe it would be like a burner Twitter account at some point. But it really <laughs> has become something that like I wake up every day and I dedicate like a considerable amount of time to like figuring out you know, all right, how, how are we going to make this the best it can be? And then uh, my, my friend Anthony and I, uh, I joined his podcast a couple of years ago and we've gotten the opportunity to like meet like a ton of players and like, you know, do stuff through there and just guys that I never thought I would have the opportunity to meet, you know, which is crazy. Like this, like, I don't mean to name drop, uh, but like this morning, like 
I was like DMing back and forth with like most Spates and like that's crazy. Yeah, like and like Joe Johnson like comments on like my Instagram all the time and like I've talked to him on one or two occasions. Uh so it's just like it's just it's almost like weird, you know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. I really don't see myself as like you know anything like crazy, you know, but like the fact that like <laughs> I get to like wake up and like talk to these players, like literally like 16-year-old me would be like, oh my like in like awe. Yeah. You know, and so I'm just, you know, I got a long ways to go about, you know, hopefully turning it into a career and, you know, making a profession out of it. But, I, you know, I can't understate just how far this thing has come and, you know, all the things I've been blessed to do with it. No. Do you have a favorite big three team or player? I mean, other than Joe Johnson? Yeah, I mean, Joe, you know, when Joe Johnson was joining, just as someone who's been a Nets fan, right, I was so happy to see him. Uh, but, you know. I will say just from someone who's watched the big three from the beginning, I would say, you know, that the, that power team in 2018 that won the championship might have to be my favorite just because of the way that I think like they hired Nancy Lieberman as a coach. Right. And then she was the first female coach and she ends up being the first uh, female head coach to win a champion, win a pro a men's pro championship, uh, win coach of the year in a men's league. So that all of that was obviously very inspiring, but you know, it wasn't just like, a publicity stunt for them, right? Like to, to name her coach of the year or anything like that. Like she had those guys playing incredibly hard and just the game plans, the stuff that they would use, like they were running, they were the first big three team to really like run a set offense and mm-hmm. run plays and have set rotations and things like that. And they weren't just like a bunch of guys going out and hooping. Yeah. Uh, the beginning, it seemed like a lot of isolation mm-hmm. ball contested shots before. Yeah. Really- yeah, no, I, I, exactly. And Nancy Lieberman sort of came in and was like, yeah, no, like we're she really set the bar for what a big three team needs to do to be successful. And she really helped lay the foundation and sort of give the give the big three some legitimacy, at least from a basketball fan's perspective, because you watched it and it wasn't just like, you know, it wasn't just like a rec league. It was like something like, all right, wow, yeah, these guys are definitely like going all in and this plan you can tell is like meticulously crafted. Uh, so yeah, so I would say probably that team is my favorite team. Um, the, the fact that you shout out to you for having two really successful Twitter accounts. So any if any NBA teams are listening to this pod, which they of course are, make sure you hire my my boy Will right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I pre- I mean, listen, man, I appreciate that. You know, I mean that that's definitely the goal, and you know, I'm just hoping I'm hoping that I'm fortunate. For, enough one day that an organization, you know, takes a look at me and they, you know, they think that I, that it's successful enough. You know, I know I'm certainly not the biggest Twitter account out there, but I hope that, you know, the goal is to create content that's unique enough that people enjoy it, you know, and that Mm -hmm. it sets me apart from other people. But yeah, I appreciate you saying that. No, for sure, bro. Um, Now we kind of want to pivot to the Nets talk. So obviously the biggest thing in Nets news right now, pretty much NBA news is the new big three in town. So like, what were your initial thoughts when you saw the Nets picked up Harden? Well, first of all, can I just say, you know, from everything that we've been talking about thus far, do you know how confusing it's been for me? So now I hear everybody on my timeline talking about the big three and I'm like, Oh my God, we made it. And I'm like, Oh, they're talking about Katie Kyrie. And Harden. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, but that's cool too. You know, like it's really a win-win situation, but you know, can we maybe, maybe give them another nickname just, you know, for my sake. But, you know, honestly, my first reaction was this, you know, I, I think it's a superstar league, you know? And so I, 
if we were able to get Harden, I was really happy that we were because I think at the end of the day, our chances of winning a championship definitely increase with him on the team. I just wish it's just such a punch in the gut that we got rid of Allen because we're going to have to watch him, you know, probably end up being a multi-time all-star for another team. And that's just such a punch in the gut. Yeah, no, I was I was just about to ask you, like, was it sad? Like, were you sad to see Karras and Jared Allen go? Because those are kind of the guys that you made it out the mud with. Like, they were back when we were down bad. The Nets were not really <laughs> doing much of anything. They were the guys that we kind of hung our hat on. So, like, to see them go right before we're about to reach the promised land is tough. Yeah, definitely. And I would say that, you know, I'm definitely happy for Karis. Jared Allen was going to be, you know, great on this team either way. Karis LeVert, I always had a question about his fit, you know, just because, and I love him as a person. I love him as a player, you know. I mean, how many times do you draft a guy in a major market team like Brooklyn and you don't hear anything about him except that he's an adamant professional and a great person, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, we've given him so many roles over the years. Like it was, okay, you're going to be the face of the team. Actually, no, you're going to be the running mate next to D'Lo. Actually, no, now you're going to be the third piece uh, next to Kyrie and Katie. Actually, now we want you to be sixth man of the year. And he's (laughs) just like, yeah, okay, like not a problem. Like I'll do whatever you need me to do. So in a way I'm almost happy that now he can go to a place like Indiana where they're going to love him in Indiana um, he's going to ball out. He's going to do incredible for them. And, you know, I hope, you know, for him, I, I hope that one day they're hanging his jerseys in the raft in the rafters in Indiana, you know, that's, that's yeah. what I want to see for him. I definitely think he's going to ball out in, in, in uh, Indy because I just think it's like, this is his time. Once he gets back from like the mass on his kidney and everything, hopefully makes a hundred percent full recovery. But I definitely yeah. think he's going to kill out in it for the Pacers. And, and him and Brogdon is actually like a pretty, pretty scary backcourt there. That's going to be a high scoring, fairly efficient, defensive minded backcourt also. And then they have Turner and Sabonis. They, the team's going to be pretty scary when they're fully healthy. Yeah, no, definitely. And I'm, and I exactly, that's a good thing too. I'm happy that Karras is sort of going to a ready-made situation where like exactly. he can go there and as soon as he gets healthy he can start winning games you know jared allen maybe they're in you know the final stages of that rebuild you know it's been very accelerated in cleveland especially over the last few months just because of the leap that sexton and garland have taken i mean we we saw that firsthand oh, uh, man. but i'm excited for both of them i mean i hate to say it but it sucks that they're in the east yeah i know you know but I'm excited for both of them. I mean, I'm going to be fans of those two individuals, you know, for their entire careers. I was just upset for Allen that he he got moved to another backup role. I'm really hoping that Drummond gets moved actually to a contender that needs a center. So it opens it up for Allen because he could really be like a 20 and 10 guy every night if he gets the minutes for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, even when we, I mean, it's a very small sample size, but Allen almost looked like he fit that offense better than Drummond. You know, I, I mean, Drummond, don't get me wrong, Drummond is probably a better center at this point in his career, but just the way that Allen can go out and sort of guard the perimeter and especially just the ways they were using him with the pick and roll with Sexton, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if either Drummond gets moved or they, they brought in Allen so that they don't have to re-sign Drummond this offseason. It, it it does suck that both of them got moved to Eastern Conference teams because 
I just can't imagine, like, say the Nets match with the Pacers in a playoff series and Karras just hits, like, a dagger, heartbreaker. I oh, would my be, God. I, would, I wouldn't be able to, to stomach it, to be honest. No, neither would I. I mean, I hate to say it, but we have – I don't want to say we have so many, like – I don't want to say we have enemies because I don't think anyone holds harbors any ill will. But, like, I'll give you an example, right? So, like, I was playing 2K the other day, and I was simulating, like, the season. And That's crazy. And we lost – well, we, we, so we, we one of those every year. We really? were just about to do oh, that. God. Yeah. We so in the one that I I mean I'll do like twenty right, but like in the one that we did we lost to, this is, shows you how good two K is, but we lost to the Timberwolves in the finals. Oh. And I was like, I'll be honest with you, like if we lose the D'Lo in the finals, I don't know what I can do. Like, I don't know what I do <laughs> after that. Like I don't know where I go from there. Like. Oh my. They, I might have to hang it up. Like I I don't know, man. <laughs> 2K always gives you the the most ridiculous scenarios, but no, if we if the Nets lost to D'Lo in the finals, I I wouldn't be D, little known secret. D'Lo is my favorite NBA player, so mm-hmm. I'm already like if he was to just end us like it, that, it would be over for me. Biased towards D'Lo, like <laughs> ridiculously biased towards D'Lo. Like for years, he's been arguing with people that D'Lo was better than than guys like oh now you're trying to expose me i don't quite like this like all of these (laughs) plays so unfairly biased towards d-lo like i love the guy when he was here too he he loves him too much you know you gotta you gotta ride for your favorite players man that's all i'm gonna say um but no yeah we do a 2k simulation every year bro like and then like kind of break it down on the podcast do it last year we did like a write-up on it it's one of the most fun things you can do just to see the type of stuff that 2k comes up with oh it's so fun and one of the things i did i mean you guys can do this as well you know absolutely take this uh but one of the things i really like to do is during quarantine and this was during like uh like the march quarantine where like really like nobody was like seeing each other you know what i mean uh was i took uh I took all my friends and I made like a draft class of like just my friends and we all, we like simulated our careers in like the NBA. So we saw like who made all-star games, oh, that who got like sick. cut, you know? Yeah. Like who won a ring. So that was really cool. Uh, that was something. And I would love to do that again, to be honest with you. And I think if I do it again, I might have to end up doing it with like Nets Twitter guys. I was uh, just about to say just that. To see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yes, that's, that's, I, no, but I love the 2k, the my league and all that stuff. Did you like give your, did you give your friends like, and you like realistic ratings where you got like, what overalls were you guys? Yeah. So what we did was, so I asked them, I was just like, give me like a, because you know, if we were all in the NBA, we wouldn't be in the NBA. Right. (laughs) If we all tried out. Uh, so I was like, okay, like give me like, I'm like, give me a realistic player comp. So like people were like, oh, like. You know, I think I made myself, I think my player comp, like you can do like the player DNA. Yeah. So I gave myself like 40 or like geriatric Dirk uh, <laughs> player DNA. So like I just did that. And then I think we, I gave everyone like a 90, like uh, what's the word? Uh, or like what, like 90, like, like youth, what, what do they call it? Like potential. Like potential. potential. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just so we would all be decent overalls. Um, and then people were like, oh, give me like, I forget what, like somebody was like Dennis Schroeder. Somebody wanted to be like Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. Sure. Uh, And then like, I went in and I just like, I fixed it like a little bit. So like if Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf had like a 99.3 and I'm like, this guy doesn't even shoot when we're out, you know what I mean? In the backyard, uh, I'll like lower that a little bit. So it it was a little custom, but it was mostly like 
the player DNA that they chose, but it was really fun just to see like what happened. You yeah, know, that's like, I definitely have to do that with, we have to do that with our friends because we consistently in PlayStation parties talk crap. So we have to put ourselves <laughs> through an NBA simulation. Like it just has to happen. Yeah. It's so much fun too, especially because you see, there's always like, look for me, like the, one of the funnest things that, you do in like the beginning with the draft it's like we did the draft and we did it like slowly to see like where everybody goes Mm -hmm. and i kept on getting drafted by the Cavs, who just like (laughs) refused to play me so like the fifth time that we did it like the Cavs picked and they picked me and i was like what is going on like like why why do i keep on going to cleveland Uh, did you make any all-star games win any chips no i didn't so the the only one so one of my one friend, the one who wanted to be my moon of the roof, he ended up being basically like like Kyrie. Like he was like captain of the all-star game every year. Like he was like he ended up being like a 90-something overall. Um, which was funny because like I, he didn't have like the best player DNA. So I don't know how that ended up happening. I guess just because like I think he was on the Wizards. So I think the Wizards moved John Wall and then they they basically did like the Westbrook move, but like for him. Uh, so he ended up being like very well, but he never won a chip. And then the only one who I think ended up winning a championship was like my one friend who was like a 75 overall on like the Hawks bench. <laughs> so he was basically just like Dion waitering, like waitering it like his, his entire career. Yeah. So it was just funny to see that type of stuff. And then like, there would be like rivalries, like somebody would knock somebody else out, out in like the playoffs, or, like the Western conference finals, you know, uh-huh. and we'd be like looking at the stats going head to head and it would just be like, cool. You know that that that's definitely on my list of must do's. Now that you said it, um, yeah, getting back to the Nets, uh, kind of. So obviously, the Nets, the buyout market is going to be big for them. Um, is there anyone you'd like to see that isn't bought out now? Like top three realistic buyout guys you'd like to see get bought out in the Nets song. And and when you when you think about that, do you think the player will have to fit in with like the veteran and now villain of the league culture that the Nets now have because everyone is gonna try and top them? So do you think they're gonna have to go for like a veteran guy that can take all the spotlight and stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think you're gonna have to go for somebody who realistically has either won a championship before or ha- or has played with these guys. So like the a guy that I think of immediately off the bat, and I saw they were like rumors today was JaVale McGee yeah I mean, this right this is someone who's played have reported that they're gonna go after him so it makes sense yeah I mean I think he fits well I think he's somebody that has played on championship teams before you know he obviously he's already familiar with uh, KD so I, I think he I think he's the guy that makes the most sense to go out and get I mean to be honest with you we just need you know we need defenders we need guys who are gonna hustle you know I mean we saw guys on the Lakers last year, the Lakers weren't the greatest team I've ever seen in my life last year. And same thing with the heat, but they hustled and they played defense. And those are two things right now that, you know, we could get over time, but we're lacking. So we need people who are going to go in and like die for the loose balls and make the 50, 50 plays. So a guy like JaVale McGee, I think is good. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be bought out, but I would love to see like a PJ Tucker, you know, that I, I wish I thought when I saw the trade for Harden immediately, I thought we were getting, cause they were like, this is like the outline of the trade. And that was before we knew like who was involved or who was going where. Um, and I thought I'm like, all right, I see this trade. I see how much we've given up. We must've gotten like 
a PJ Tucker, like even like a Miles Turner in return. And then when we didn't, I was like surprised. I was like, oh, like, because now we have like a pretty huge gap. And I mean, so Bam Adebayo dropped what? Like 40 points on us? Yeah, yesterday. he had like, 40 last night. Crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, my God, like we just need someone. We need someone fast. And I hope this guy Norval can provide a little bit of assistance. But we just, we need some rim protectors. You know, so I look at a JaVale. I look at a PJ Tucker. I mean, yeah. who else is out there, man? I don't know. I mean, for we me, had, we had Billy Reinhardt on the pod, and he mentioned someone that we didn't even think about. He mentioned Trevor Ariza, who's oh, yeah. yeah, that was a gem. When he said that, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I didn't even realize that he wasn't playing, that he was on the Thunder. <laughs> I completely forgot he was in the league until he mentioned him. That would be perfect. And you he already has a relationship with Harden. And to be honest with you, if you're like, you know, Kyrie, I don't know if Kyrie has a relationship with any of these guys, right? Like, I feel like most of the people are either going to come from KD or they're going to come from Harden. Yeah. Because I, I feel like if you look at Kyrie's teams, it was all those Cavs teams where most of the guys are retired. I mean, you know, the guy who Kyrie would probably – would want to bring in is Richard Jefferson, who's commentating our games. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, he fits that role for us. Um, I mean, but KD, you know, Jeff Green is obviously he, he came in to play with his guy KD again. And then I think if you're Harden, you're like, all right, Harden, like we brought you here. Like now you got to like, you know, like, like who's your plus one? You know what I mean? Like, like who uh-huh. are you bringing to, yeah, yeah. to the barbecue? You know what I mean? So I think a PJ Tucker, a Trevor Ariza, some, somebody like that, you know, somebody that's going to get some stops. Someone that I keep kind of campaigning for because the Nets need size and they need a big that can shoot. I obviously I'm down with Dwayne Deadmond, but I feel like he should like there's something behind the scenes going on because he's not bad enough to not be signed. So I feel like maybe there's something behind the scenes there. But Ersan Ilyasova, he can stretch the floor. He's a big, like, the Nets don't really have any bigs that can shoot. If you look at someone like DeAndre Jordan or, like, we just signed Norvell Pell, or even if we got JaVale McGee, like, they're all kind of the same architect type of guy. Um, not archetype, archetype. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like, so a, a big that can stretch the floor would kind of be someone that I would want, like, Ersan Eliasova, maybe a Dwayne Dedmon, yeah, someone like that. Yeah, I mean, I listen, you're, you're making sense. You know, absolutely somebody like that and – I agree with you because I feel like when that second unit comes in, you know, you need to stretch the floor more and you look at guys, I mean, Jeff Green has became become one of our more reliable shooters, which is something mm-hmm. I don't think anybody saw coming. Um, I mean, if TLC, if TLC isn't going to hit his shots, if Shamit isn't going to hit his shots, then you're right. I mean, these guys were brought in to stretch out the floor to make it easier to, for our stars to drive in or, or, you know, catch and shoot from them. So if they're not going to do that, you're right. I, I agree with you. The big needs to be able to do that. Um, and so, yeah, that I, I 100% agree. I feel like Jeff Green has really taken a super huge step for us. He, I saw some uh, stat the other day. He's shooting like the sixth highest three-point percentage in the league. I'm That's like, crazy. I know, like, it's crazy. He's really just become something that we need very much so. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to wrap things up here. But before we go uh, – 
me and Hunter do this thing every episode where I give him a letter at the end of the episode. I kind of just look around for random things in my room and give him a letter. And he gives me the first NBA player that comes to his mind. And it could be past or present. Like the other day he said, G, and I went, George Gervin. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So it can be absolutely. A random player that comes to mind. Okay. 100%. So I'm going to first name or last name? See, that's what we teeter on, but we're going to go with okay. first name for today. So, okay. so yeah, I give you the letter. You say someone whose first name starts with that letter. So it's going to go for, I'm going to give you guys actually two different letters. So we're going to switch it up here. So Hunter, since you're obviously my co-host, you got to go first. Um, I'm going to give you, what can I look around in my room? All right, I'm going to give you H. H. Yeah, that's okay. tough. That's tough. Yeah, because there's, there's, see, when I think H, I immediately think of my own name. So he said, <laughs> there's no Hunter in the league. That, that's the first name, unless I'm going DeAndre Hunter. But now I got to think first name. I got somebody. I can't believe you didn't think of this, actually. What, oh, this okay. One? I have it too. I have it too. I have one too, yeah. Oh, why am I struggling so Are much? You, this is you're really, you're really embarrassing us here, Hunter, in front of our guest. This is the first time it's ever taken me this long. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just gonna go ahead and say mine. Uh, mine was Hakeem. I thought of Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, now. okay. I that was well. my guy. That's that's good. That's, how about you? <laughs> that was your. Wait, you give me a name? wait, Will. Who who is yours? Well, I don't want to steal it from Hunter. Because I feel well, like there's a limited quality uh, quantity. I'm gonna give him a new letter because he's clearly struggling here. Okay. So not good for me. I was gonna say Harrison Barnes. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, let me look around my room. I want to give you W, but I feel like that's difficult too. So let's just go with C. Let's go with C. C. Oh man, how did I know you were gonna give me C, bro? No funny. Um. Yeah, I was. We were just talking about him. Yeah, Christian Wood was the guy that came to my Christian mind too. Wood, yeah, I actually I thought of Colin Sexton. Oh, see, there we go. See, you, there's so many possibilities with this thing. Yeah. So all right, and, uh, uh, now I'll give the letter to Will. Um, P. P. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I mean, off the bat, I think PJ Tucker. Uh, I thought Patty Mills. <laughs> Ooh, Patty Mills. I'm trying to think, though. Let me think of, like, a fun one. Hmm. I'm trying to think. You go Patrick Precious Beverly. Achua. Ooh, that's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the perfect one to end the episode off with. And so with that, I appreciate you guys for listening to the Hoop on Nets podcast. Uh, thank you, Will. Tell everyone where they can find you on twitter yeah i mean <laughs> there's a couple places at this point uh but basically uh you know for all your all the net stuff you know this is the hoople nets podcast so if you're listening i'm assuming you're a nets fan you know you can uh follow me at nets depiction you know for all the spongebob memes and all that fun stuff uh if you're interested in the big three it's uh big three news b-i-g-3 n-3 w-s uh that's on twitter instagram facebook tiktok all that fun stuff and then you know, if I didn't annoy you enough, if you'd like to continue <laughs> hearing my voice, uh, we do. I do a podcast. It's the Fourth Man Podcast. We're on all those platforms where you listen. So I appreciate you guys having me on, Najee Hunter. Thank you guys. I appreciate it, and I look forward to doing this again sometime.
Yeah, hundred percent, bro. We gotta have you back on a super fun episode. We hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, you can subscribe to the Hoopball Nets podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you basically listen to podcasts. We'll be there. Leave a rating and review. Download the pod. Share it with your friends. You can follow me on Twitter at Najee Adams underscore Hunter. It's Hunter underscore JKR on Twitter, and the pod is at Hoopball Nets. We hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you again to Will for coming on the pod, and we will talk to you guys later. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.